Welcome to Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. Each week we'll be here to educate you, challenge you, encourage you along your journey with intermittent fasting, low-carb eating, all the good stuff. Check us out at FastingLane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at FastingLane. Our guest today is Maria Emmerich, a fellow speaker at Low Carb Universe in the very exotic exotic Mallorca, Spain. And Maria has a passion for helping others reach and sustain optimal health through her programs and education that works on a very personalized level. Maria, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, you're so sweet. And a fellow curly hair girl. That's right. If you're not watching video, I'm sorry. You need to find the video version of this because never before has Fasting Lane featured so much curly hair in one place. There are so many natural curls filling up the screen on both sides. And I told Maria that she had to do video because I had seen her on video and thought she was simply stunning. And I was not going to take no for an answer. So I made her do it. You know what? I, most people, if, if they know who I am, they know I like to be in the woods. I don't like to do my hair. I don't like to get out of my you know, I'm always in the woods. And so like to be on video, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't wear makeup. I'm just not, that's not my thing. (laughs) Maria, I put on mascara today just for you. That's what happened. (laughs) I don't wear makeup either because I'm really bad at putting it on and I'm lazy. Um, I I look like a clown with it. I don't know. You know, I thought I looked hot with it. And then my husband was kind of like, I'm not really that into it because I would do it. Like I was doing professional videos and I'd have a makeup artist and they put like the fake eyelashes and I was super all about it. Cause I felt like very fancy, but, um, nine times out of 10, I wear no makeup. And if I want to like talk to a guest, I put some, if you're lucky, I put lipstick on. I just had a salad, so I don't have any lipstick on now, but I do have mascara because you are worth it. Maria, you're worth it. Oh, I feel really special. You're so sweet. (laughs) All right, Maria, I'm so excited to ask you questions. And guys, listen, if you don't know who Maria is, let me tell you a little bit. I got to talk to her husband, Craig, recently. They are the authors of the best-selling book. That's right, best-selling authors, Keto, The Complete Guide to Success on the Ketogenic Diet, including Simplified Science, No Cook Meal Plans. I'm all about that. We had Craig on the podcast actually last week, and you can find Maria. Maria on Instagram at Maria Emmerich. That's M-A-R-I-A-E-M-M-E-R-I-C-H. And she is the personality, the woman, the brains, the hair behind ketoadapted.com. Did I get all of that right, Maria? You are so sweet. I need you as like my manager. (laughs) Oh, I'm here. I am here for you. Okay. So I'm going to get to meet you in Spain, right? Absolutely. Yep. What are you talking about at Low Carb Universe? Tell me all about it. Um, I'm going to do oxidative priority. Um, and that is, it sounds really complicated, but it's not the reason why it's so important. And the reason why Hannah and bit loved me talking about it is because, um, I've been doing this for 20 years and 20 years ago, I was a crazy lady. Right. And then all of a sudden keto was really popular. Everybody's coming out of the woodworks and they're like, Oh, you didn't lose weight. Add more fat, add more fat you know, like be afraid of protein and, you know, all of this, take exogenous ketones. And so I basically kibosh all of that and show you the science on why, (laughs) you know, if you really want to get into the fat and the negative fat flux, which 
90% of people are trying to do with the keto diet. I work with people with epilepsy and other reasons, and that's different. But if you want to lose weight, you have to realize how to actually use the science to use the body fats. And most people are, I don't like bulletproof coffee. I don't like fat bombs. I don't like fat fast. None of that. So, um, and I just teach you why. I mean, cool. I can't wait to hear your talk. I'm going to be there listening to that. I can't wait to meet you and Craig in person. My husband's going to be with me too. So I'm super pumped. I'm just like looking forward to a whole week of talking to people um, that are crazy like us and yeah. also get to eat lots of good things while we're there and not have to worry about having things oh. on the table and stuff. That it's isn't the most so beautiful nice. place. I mean, there's a cold therapy pool. I've always been into cold therapies. And so to actually have one, it's really cool to use that because I have one here, but like to be able to use it there and you're looking over the ocean, like people, you gotta come. It's amazing. I agree. So check it out. Low carb universe. You can meet Maria there. You can meet me there. You can meet our cute husbands there. We might even let you flirt with them, but probably not. Um, so yes, that is our scoop. That's what's going on. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. You said you've been doing this forever. And at first you were the, the crazy person. How has the ketogenic chain diet way of eating changed your life? Um, when I was 16 years old, I went to the doctor cause I just wasn't feeling well. And I was told I had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's basically a diabetes that is affecting female fertility. Um, I was given an antidepressant because I was extremely depressed. I was twice my size. Um, I had IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. And, um, I'm forgetting something. Um, anyway, I left that doctor's visit with three prescription drugs, which I never filled because that very same week I took my beautiful golden retriever dog to the vet because she was losing big patches of her hair. First question the vet asked me, what are you feeding her? I was never asked that. That's interesting. And right away, like a light bulb went off. I went home and we changed both of our diets. We were, she was like my little buddy. And yeah. I mean, think about it. A dog doesn't eat grains. They don't eat vegetables. You know, they, they eat meat, right? And so we changed our diets. I didn't lose weight right away, but immediately the depression went away. And so that's what kept me on the diet. Um, because I love it when people, you know, they lose weight, they start, you know, start getting healthier, but when you hear that, that these mental disorders are being healed through food, and I know that there is much more complicated than what I'm making it right now, but that was a big part of my healing. Absolutely. And I just want to undermine what's, you know, some other things that could go on, but the food was medicine to me and it changed my life. And so I wanted to go to school for nutrition. And I also was a great athlete. I was just always the big athlete, literally. Um, yeah. So I was, um, I got interested in exercise physiology. So I kind of paired the two together. Um, I met Craig when I was 17 years old and all I was going to be was a mom. And that's what I wanted to do. So I finished college, but I was a rock climbing guide and just, we started adopting children because the doctor said, you can't ever have kids. Um, and I believe them. And so we started adopting. He lost his job. I got extremely sad because our adoption fell through and uh -huh. someone said, you know what, Maria, you're going to write a cookbook to help raise money for your adoption. 
And I'm serious, honey, we lost our house, we lost our cars, we had nothing. And I just started writing because I had nothing else to do. I was extremely sad, but that made me happy because I was focused on the kids and it went gangbusters. People were all over it. They're like, I get to eat healthy, good food and feel great too. And it just, it went crazy. And this was way before you heard the word keto. Like yeah. it wasn't um, on anybody's radar. And so I was kind of the crazy lady in my family and stuff, but that's how it all started. Maria, that is an incredible story. And the adoption fell through this the, and you lost all these things. I, I have also been through a time in my life where I've been broke and failed and felt like crud. I've been depressed and I fought my way back and I did it a lot of times not knowing about the change in food. I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. I could not get pregnant. I had uh, lap band surgery, weight loss surgery to help me to get pregnant and to go down that road. I took metformin to stop being pre-diabetic. And I, I really didn't get the information I needed about low carb eating and for me fasting until two years ago. And so um, I, I, I struggled through a lot of the same things and came out of them sometimes with uh, new thoughts, but never really a breakthrough until two years ago, which was, I was 43 years old. Um, and I, I look back at so much of my life being depressed twice in my life before, and maybe I'll go through a depression again. We'll, we'll see what happens, but fighting your way back when the food you put in your body contributes to that down mood and does not enable you to get to a, a, a level set mood because of the sugar or because of the reactions to it um, is really intriguing. And I totally respect what you're saying. Like there's all kinds of things that can be going on with someone mentally. So let me just say, I'm in full support of therapists. I use a right. therapist. My brain is a really important organ of my body and I'm going to have it examined by a, a specialist as often as I need to. Um, but understanding the way I and my brain responds to food is important and we don't live in anybody's body but our own so looking at a mental issue and starting with along with whatever else you choose to do looking at what you're eating is really an important step because a doctor can give you advice but they can't tell you how you feel when you take that advice so thank you so much for sharing your story so honestly and I think now you have you have two kids right Yes, yes. Okay. Kai two, and Micah. Two is a lot. I have one and I'm like, this is a lot. So two is 50% more. And you know, that's a lot. And how old are they? Um, Kai is going to be uh, probably nine by the time this comes out. Mm -hmm. He's going to be nine in a few weeks and Micah's 10. All right. I've got a, I got a 12, almost 13 year old. I think I'm supposed to say 12 and a half. I don't know if that's still cool, but I, like, I'm trying to learn. Um, and so how how for us, we had to change our life. And my husband came along this journey with me, which meant everything to me and made my life so incredible because he's really never been significantly overweight. He's a hottie. He's been like 30 pounds overweight. I'm like, that's nothing, right? Like that's, that's very little. Um, but he came along this journey with me and he's gotten healthier and he's feeling better and he looks fantastic. And my daughter, I had really raised with carbs and sugar 
and eat often so I can take, keep your metabolism going, eat breakfast as soon as you get up. Of course you need snacks. Of course we need to send cakes and cookies for afternoon snacks like everybody else does. Like it has been a challenge, but luckily she has watched us change our life and she began to change her own. Good girl. And she has lost weight. Not that she was, she was pretty great before, but she's thinned out a little bit. She's five foot eight and just gorgeous. But she was getting sick every month. Yeah. And now she gets sick maybe every three or four months, which right. doesn't sound that exciting, but she has huge allergy problems. And even the allergy issues have gotten better. Good. And the illnesses, the, the sinus infections have gotten less. Yeah. So I've seen these changes as she eats better and eats less often. And she is happier with her health and her body through choices of her own. So how did you, how do you do this? How do you deal with it with your kids? Well, first of all, I'll say I was married to Craig and for about eight years before he decided to join me. Interesting. And that's why um, I do this great trip to Italy. Uh, um, this woman asked me to come to Italy and teach keto so people wow. can sign up and we travel around and see, well, I teach on the bus and it's super fun and we have special farm dinners that are all keto and they made my eggplant parmesan and it's all delicious. But the first dinner, um, we sat down and nobody wanted to sit by me. Why? I was like, hello people. I am the least judgiest person here. I loved Craig so much for that eight years, even though he did not eat keto. My family, my parents don't eat keto. I love them just the same. If you want lime, a limoncello, if you want wine, if you want pasta, eat whatever you want. As long as you don't make, try to peer pressure me, we'll be friends. Absolutely. Right? And so then everybody gathered around and that's not my style. I'm not a judgy person. So anyway, Craig finally, he saw how healthy I was getting and how happy I was. He, he was yeah. like, you know, you don't have to buy that anymore. You don't have to buy that anymore. He was brewing his own beer and making his own wine and he quit doing that because he just wanted to be healthier, you know, just, I was setting an example for him. I don't want to be a neg. That's not my style. But when the kids came, we were fully, you know, basically carnivore and the kids came into our life and um, I'm not a short order cook, but they loved what I made. I mean, they were going from pretty much a starvation state mm. um, of eating just grains and stuff in an orphanage. And they were not even on the growth charts whatsoever. Wow. They completely became keto, basically almost carnivore when they came into our life. And then now they're on the 80th percentile. So when people say kids can't thrive on a ketogenic diet, that's just baloney. They thrive. They're energetic. They're amazing. But I mean, I, I understand what kids want to eat. I was a junk food. I was like, I would eat fruity pebbles for breakfast and cocoa pebbles for dinner. Like that yeah. was my jam. I remember the Flintstone push pops. Remember those orange? Absolutely. You know? But now I just make them different, you know? So when they have friends come over or whatever, they're like, you want a push pop? And they're like, sure. Don't say it's my mom's healthy push pop. <laughs> you might not like it. Just, you know, and that's what I tell other people. Don't say, okay, I made something new. This is Maria's lasagna. It's keto. Just say, here is lasagna. Yes. And if you make, seriously, make my protein noodle lasagna. It's on my blog. It's like 
a revelation. It's where do I find that? Because I'm going to, I don't cook, but my husband is cute and he cooks. So good man. Where, where do I find MariaMindBodyHealth.com and okay. search protein noodle lasagna. Okay. I use, um, well, I use deli meat for the, the noodles. Really? It's slimy like a noodle, man. That sounds so weird. I can't wait to try it. Yeah, because I, I hear what you're saying. When you go to Italy, and I love Italy, and I love going there, and have I been back? I haven't been back since I've been low carb. No, I haven't. So I, I do still think I would eat some pasta, but Maria, like I think people look at you, and they see the story of success, and they see that you're beautiful, and you look fit, and you're healthy, and it's amazing. I love what you said because just because you figured it out for you and this is the right thing for you. And I think I've figured some things out for myself. We all have different goals. We all have different bodies. We all have different thoughts and we can't force those decisions. We can offer advice and maybe it'll work for them and maybe it won't. And so of course you're going to be accepting of other people. We're all at different stages and have different needs in our lives. Like, yeah. of course. So I, I'm excited to, to hear this about your kids and i um, excited to hear that they're, they're doing so well and having a blast. And I'm, I'm going to get Levi to totally make that uh, pasta lasagna. <laughs> it does help that my husband homeschools the kids. Yeah, he did tell me that. And now see, he's a saint because I love my child, but I'm really happy that she goes to school. And I don't, I couldn't be like, we thought about it for five seconds and, and my husband was thinking he might do it. And I was like, you're a really good man. Like you're a really good man. But I can see the positivity around that around being able to feed them healthily all the time because people reward children with sugar like what else are you going to do you can't be like here's a dollar right you're like you did really great in your math class here's a jolly rancher it happens at my kid's school and they're super motivated by it like you you can't give them a little bit of crack right so they're going to give them a cupcake or they're going to give them a, a donut i have a client who is a type 1 diabetic wow and he's 10 and his mom called me and said he got an A on his math paper and he had the highest score and he got a huge bag of Skittles. Ugh. They're like, do you realize that you can kill him? <laughs> Jeez, poor kid, man. It stinks. All right. So, but yeah, here, let's talk about this. You remember um, Little House on the Prairie? Yes. I love Laura Ingalls. Okay. Yeah. Right. We had like one TV and there was like one channel. Yes. So that's what we watched. That was the show. They had one piece of candy a year at Christmas yeah. because you know what? It was expensive. And now people have candy before breakfast. Yes. So we're living in a different world and our bodies are never going to catch up to that. So even when people say, oh, my kids are thin they can handle it. You certainly can be thin and have type two diabetes. Oh, absolutely. It's and not how many fat cells you have, it's how stuffed they are. And so even when people are like, oh, he's thin, he runs marathons, he's just fine. You know, guess again. Yeah. So, so tell me about keto adapted. Tell me what you do. You, you know, you had this success. It was many years ago. You were an early adopter. You lived it yourself for all these years. And then you started Keto Adopted. And I want to hear what services you provide. Um, how do you support people that are interested? Because I've noticed that the journey for people is, it's just so different for everyone. Some people need support. Some people do it on their own. Some people need cookbooks. Like, how do you figure out what people need? You know, and that's the thing. Like, I've, I've, kind of evolved in different ways. Um, there is a free website. I want everybody to know that because we've had very down times where I, I didn't have 
I had to go to the library to get a computer. Yes. RealMindBodyHealth.com has over a thousand free recipes. I often do giveaways, um, all of that type of stuff. So if that's your jam, go there. Um, I also do phone consults, which I do often. Um, that one-on-one -on -one support obviously is a little pricier. So what I wanted to do is start KetoAdapted.com. And there people can... Um, every week we have meetings. It was kind of like someone told me, I love your support, but I need something like Weight Watchers, where we meet every week, we talk about our successes, all of that. So that's what I did. I started this Weight Watcher Keto thing at KetoAdapted.com. So every Sunday we have meetings. You can just join like this and we talk, but it's a whole group of people. Um, and um, then in the week, they can ask me questions. I can help make their meal plan. So um, that's the thing. There's a lot of doctors and people that understand the science, but they don't know how to eat then or eat really good food. And so then I have exclusive recipes on there and people can say, I'm allergic to eggs. Well, just click egg free. I'm a vegetarian. Well, click veg vegetarian. I'm uh, whatever it is. You can click the buttons and then you only get the recipes that would match your just nut free, you know, whatever it is. Sure. Uh, dairy free is a huge one. Yes. My and daughter's like those that. Recipes, and then you pull them in and maybe you're a single. So you just, you, you modify the recipes to be made for one person, which is really yeah. cool. Craig did that. And then you get the grocery list to go with it. Nice. Um, yeah. And then they can say, how does this look? And I'll be like, mm, I would change X, Y, and Z if this is your goal. And then okay. like macros, everybody has a different macro and we help you, um, Craig and I help you find out your personal macros and all of that type of stuff that, um, you know, it just makes their life easier because I tell them what to do. And some people, that's what they need. They just like, I love to lift weights, um, but I needed those classes like body pump to tell me what to do because here, if I do it at home, oh, there's the laundry. Oh, there's this and that. But if I go there, Hey, you tell me to do another bicep curl. I'm going to do it. You know, like, yes. okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love all the free recipes that are available online everywhere, but like, I really just want somebody to give me a few choices, make the list for me. Tell me what the heck I'm doing because I'm busy. I'm a working mom. I have a company to run. I have things to do. I got a book to write. Like, just tell me. I don't have time to figure it out. I so, will say most people, when they tell me what their keto diet is, I would give them an F. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Way too much dairy, way too much nuts. Get rid of those. Yeah. Really too much avocado. Get rid of those. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. bulletproof coffee, get rid of those, yeah. you know? Yeah. I tried that once. It was not my thing. I, it made me feel really well, sick. Well, honey, with PCOS, what's causing high androgens? Caffeine mm. and sugar. So yeah. it's not just the, the carbohydrates. It's also the caffeine that's affecting someone like you and me. And I worked at a coffee shop since I was 14 years old. Wow. So I understand the caffeine addiction. And listen to this. We had like the best like muffins and cinnamon yeah. rolls. And guess who got to go home at the end of the uh, day? Extras. I did. I so could, no wonder, right? I couldn't handle it. Maria, I would be all over that. It'd be off, an awful place for me. I, uh, okay, so I'm super into low-carb eating, and I'm also into 
fasting. I'm actually partnered with Dr. Jason Fung and Megan Ramos, and we have a book coming out next year called Life in the Fasting Lane about the emotional and lifestyle side of fasting, which I'm going to talk very honestly, because I am not one of those people who, when I first fasted, was like, this is great, and I see rainbows and unicorns, and it's so wonderful. No, I was like, I'm angry that I didn't know about low carb before. I'm angry that I didn't know about fasting. I'm pissed off and this sucks. Like that was kind of my whole emotional attitude. Now we're two years in, I'm a little more mellow. I would say a little bit calmer and a little bit more practiced. Um, but I wanted to talk about that. And I wanted to, to give the reality that it's, it's just like low carb and eating is different for everyone. Fasting is different for everyone. So what, what are your thoughts about fasting? Is it something you do or talk to your clients about? How do you use it? Well, I guess I think intermittent. So for me, I grew up, like you were saying, you know, you eat every two hours or your metabolism is going to slow. I grew up with a bed night snack. Yeah. Um, for, so the first 18 years of my life, I always had a bed night snack. And so looking at the clock not even being hungry. The clock was like, oh, you need to eat now. I was like, oh yeah, I guess I am hungry. No, I wasn't. It was my brain, right? Yeah. And so fast, intermittent fasting was not easy for me. And I tell people, if you can't even go there yet, that's okay. Let's get the sugar out, all of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want you to end up binging because you're extremely hungry. So we, we slowly get into that. After a while, intermittent fasting is really easy because your all hunger happens is blood sugar goes up and it comes down. So if you're never spiking your blood sugar, you're never going to have that falling blood sugar to make you hungry. A lot of times people are like, oh yeah, I should probably eat something, you know, because your blood sugar is staying nice and even keeled. Um, I was doing um, OMAD for a long time, one meal a day, but I get picked on for my size. And so in order for me to eat enough, I've split that into two now. Um, and it's, it's fine. I just, you know, probably wasn't maybe eating enough, you know, people, it, the internet can be cruel. I'll just say that, right? People pick on you for your size because they feel like you're too small? Yeah, I was called thunder thighs when I was heavy. And now people call me anorexic. So whatever, it is what it is. Maria, um, I'm going to tell you the truth. You look fantastic to me. Oh, thanks. You're beautiful. And I'm just going to also say, for those of you watching video, I also look fantastic. You so, do look fantastic. Thank you, Maria, for recognizing that. So all of the people out in the world who have time to decide how another person should look or appear or what their goal oh. weight should be, get a life. Oh, I get it. I get everything. People criticize me for how we cut my boy's hair. Like it's, oh my goodness. yeah, no, it's, I feel like these people have a lot of time. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but so the whole idea of like autophagy and, you know, um, autophagy and all of that, um, I guess I do want to recognize, you know, like the extended fasts are great if someone has very unhealthy cells. Mm. Um, but I also want people to realize that exercise is a great way to do that too. Um, so, you know, pairing the both is really important. And for me, that's what makes me happy is getting outside in nature. I actually yeah. don't go to the gym anymore. I talked about body pump, but that didn't make me happy. I like to be outside. So I do more things like walking with my kids while lifting weights or, um, more like just being outside in nature, which nobody's doing grounding to the earth and all of that. But 
yeah, fasting, it was very difficult for me. me and, um, but once you realized you have to get over this mindset and you have to realize what true hunger is and being hungry is okay. There's some people that believe that you should never be hungry. And I just think that's interesting. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, it makes food taste really good. Right? It does. It brings up the quality of your really bad cooking. If you're a bad cook like me, you're like, God, I'm a genius now. This is amazing. Right. But it also <laughs> helps that I work from home. I'm not around people that are eating all the time because yeah. they're, do you know what the onion is? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's from um, Wisconsin, where I'm from. Yeah. And on the cover, they said, Americans now eat one continuous meal a day. <laughs> I believe it. That's pretty accurate. But it's so true. It and so for me, not being around that was really helpful. And I think like my kids not being around that, they don't know what society is right now. They don't. Interesting. We drive by the big M McDonald's and my son said, M is for Micah. And I'm like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> because we're just not a part of that society. Yeah. But society says you need to eat all the time. And I swear when you say, I'm cutting carbohydrates out of my life, guess what happens? Your mom makes you your favorite pie. Yeah. But if you would say, I'm not drinking alcohol anymore, it's not like they would bring you a bottle of vodka. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Okay. Maria, we are almost out of time. Sorry, hon. So many more things I want to talk to you about. So what are my chances for you sitting down with me in Spain and us continuing this conversation? We'll sit on this table overlooking the ocean. I know right where we're going to sit. And then our hair will blow in the wind like we're Beyonce, but it'll be real, like, and not a fan. It'll be perfect. Okay, let's do that. So Maria is definitely coming back on the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. And if you want to check her out, you have got to go to her site, which is Maria Mind Body Health. Check out Maria Mind Body Health. And Maria, what, haven't you written more than one book? Haven't you written like a lot of books? Yeah, there's 12. There's 12. Holy And they're smokes. they're all they're all bestsellers. Valerie Bertinelli has my books. Oh, yeah. Halle Berry has my books. Oh, yeah. Maria, you're so cool. Me on Instagram. She probably looks she probably looks like that because of your recipes. Oh, right? I don't know Definitely. about that, but I think so. I'm all for it. Well, I'm going to start eating Maria's recipes. I'm going to look like Holly Berry very soon. I'm so for that. Um, Maria, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to have you back for thank sure. And I can't wait to see you in Spain. Guys, thanks so much for being here on the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. You can get more tips on fasting keto, low carb at fastinglane.com. You can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Fasting Lane. Until next time, to your health and hotness.